Hey everybody, welcome back to the Always Love Yours podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Krista. And we are back. Very excited. We finally dropped our first two episodes. Yay, and it's finally on Apple Music, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yep. That was exciting. It was, and we got some good feedback. Yeah. So shout out to all our friends and family who are actually listening to us and for, you know, texting me and like... Just showing us love because it's kind of cool that you guys are listening and someone's listening and we're not that weird and yeah. <laughs> exactly. And if you do want to um, email the podcast, email us email us at alwaysloveyourspodcast at gmail.com. Yours with a Z, alwaysloveyourspodcast at gmail.com. And we also have an Instagram, alwaysloveyourspodcast. Uh, same spelling, yours with a Z. Uh, just think of J. Cole's song, so that's why we kept it like that. But, yeah, we don't have that many followers on Instagram yet. Uh, we kind of want to be that. We kind of want that platform to be where we could post questions and you guys could vote or send us feedback or DM us anything. Uh, we kind of just want people to interact with and also to hear from you guys as well. Exactly. And if you can do us a favor... If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can rate and review us and give us five stars, that's how we get seen and noticed by new people on the system, and that's just the way it goes. So if you could, that'd be great. If not, that's cool, too. We really appreciate your listening. And what are we doing today, Krista? Okay, so firstly, I'm going to apologize if I sound weird or if I'm not enunciating well. It's because earlier today I just got a root canal, emergency (sighs) root canal. (sighs) I was having such, like, the biggest toothache last night, and I could not sleep, and I've been up since, like, 4 a.m., so... I had to go in today and get that done. And it's the anesthesia's kind of worn off, but I still feel a little bit weird. So if I sound weird, that's why. Uh, so yeah, I took a poll on my Instagram, my personal Instagram. Ooh, what is your personal Instagram? Sorry. <laughs> Krista, K-R-I-S-T-A, and Parker without the A in Parker. And so I took a poll and... Thank you to all my friends who actually answered. (laughs) Uh, And it was between if our next topic should be about relationships or mental health. And relationships won by, like, two votes. I think it was, like, I forgot what the amount was. But, yeah. So, with that being said, we are going to do relationships as a topic today. We're not really going to do the interview format like we did in our previous uh, podcast because we kind of want to mix it up a bit. Yeah. Um, but we will be interviewing you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't forget that. <laughs> and uh, by the way, my uh, Instagram is Blue Lantern 13 mm-hmm. So just a disclaimer before we start anything. You know, we are not experts. We are basing this based on our own experiences, based on our friends' experiences, what we've seen. Uh, I'm, like I've said before, I'm going to become a marriage and family uh, therapist. And so a lot of the things that I learned in school are about relationships and families and marriages and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, whatever I say is mostly going to be based on my own opinions, my own experiences, stuff that I've been learning in school and just different types of research that I've found. And yeah, because we don't want people to come after. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. I mean, this is just us grad students 
um, kind of chopping it up and saying what we think and feel based on our experiences, be they from relationships or from school, you know? Yeah. So what, you know, throughout this whole, like, podcast journey, I guess you could call it a process, I do want to touch a lot about different types of relationships or different topics and relationships but today we're just gonna focus on like the overview and we're gonna focus on our age group so it's like what mid-20s yeah mid-20s mid-20s and younger uh i don't think we could really vouch for older (laughs) no but i mean we might end up talking about what we think our ideal relationships might be for that age yeah we could definitely talk about that but right now we're gonna focus just think about our age group and yeah So, for relationships and dating in your 20s, I found this awesome study, actually, this TED Talk that I've listened to in the past that kind of when when I was researching more about relationships and what I kind of wanted to focus on in this podcast about a Harvard study, which is uh, also a TED Talk called What Makes a Good Life. Lessons from the Longest Study on Happiness. This is from uh, psychiatrist Robert Waldinger. And he's also a professor at the Harvard Medical School. And this study basically was an 80-year longitudinal study of the effects of life. And also that they supposedly found the key to happiness. And the reason why I bring this up is because they found out that good relationships in general keep us happier and healthier. Okay. And so it's so funny because when I clicked on this TED Talk, I was like, huh, I wonder what it's going to (laughs) be. I wonder what they're going to say. But it totally makes sense. And I'll say one of the quotes. He says that the surprising, surprising finding is that our relationships and how happy we are in our relationship has a powerful influence on our health. Taking care of your body is important, but tending to your relationship is a form of self-care too. That, I think, is the revelation. So that kind of sums up the whole study in one, I guess, phrase. And, you know, from this TED Talk, you could get the different lessons that you could learn about relationships. And we'll just go through them real fast. Because I think this is the basis of what I was, like, looking for to talk about. Okay. And uh, the three lessons about relationships from this study, according to Waldinger, says that, one, social connections are really good for you. They said that the first lesson you could take is that social connections are really good and loneliness kills. Mm. And the second, I know that's that one. I was like, huh, that was very, uh, <laughs> I don't know, very serious and mm-hmm. um, very absolute too. Anyways, so the second one is when it comes to relationships, pick quality over quantity. He says that you should also make sure your relationships are healthy because your willingness to commit to a person or people is not enough to reap the benefits. So basically, just you putting that effort into a relationship is not enough. It should be reciprocal, and the relationship should be, you know, of quality. Yeah, love is a two-way street. Exactly. And the third one is good relationships actually protect your brain. So as long as you could feel that you could really count on someone when the going gets tough, those arguments and adversities and whatever you have in your relationship didn't take a toll on their memory. So supposedly good relations also help long-term memory. Okay. Which I thought was really interesting. I'm like, huh. Yeah. (laughs) So going back to our topic, sorry Mm -hmm. if I ranted too much. No, it's okay. 
Uh, I wanted to see your opinion on why are relationships and dating so hard for our age group, or I guess you could say millennials. Okay. Um, well, I think that one thing is <laughs> it's really hard because nobody's really experienced at this age. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Regardless of how you, how many relationships you've had, um, what does it take to have good experience in a relationship? And then the other person has to bring that experience too. I mean, usually that's when the good relationships happen. But I agree. a lot of the time, and I hate how cliche it is, but it's like communication and understanding. Um, like you can communicate all day, but the person has to understand as well. So um, when, peop- when both people are giving 100% because they want to, into the relationship, that's when it's really going to be at its best, I think, in working. That's so true. And you hit it the nail on the head. You know, people our age group don't have the experience yet. And so that's why it's so hard for our age group to date in this day and age because we don't know. The only, you know, the only models we have is our parents and maybe some crushes here and there. But Mm -hmm. we don't have that, that experience. So, like, how are we going to... We can't just get it right at the first time. Exactly. And I think when you like struggle through and you keep going and going, that's when you learn more about yourself, more about what you actually want in a relationship. But I think people don't want that anymore. They people just want everything to be like a fairy tale. People want that instant gratification of a relationship. True, but some people maybe one they don't know what they want, mm-hmm. or two aren't uh, communicating what they want well or at all, and. Some people know what they want, but they're just not um, willing to say. Like, you know, some dudes, you know, they want a relationship, and some dudes really just want to, you know, get around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some, I'm sure there's some females that are the same way, some women, you know, that want to do both. But, but sometimes those people aren't clear about what they want. They're, exactly. It's kind of just like a game, you know? Exactly. And so I think with all everything that we're talking about, it's just like the inability to connect deeply with your romantic partner. Mm-hmm. I feel like because of you know social media and stuff, like I said before, we're kind of more and more wired for instant gratification. And so we're so used to being accessible to like everyone and everything all the time. So you think you're connected, but real connection takes time. It does. Real connection takes a lot of effort and it's not just like a you know, a message or a text message. Exactly. And, and you know, um, a, a big thing that I was recognizing thinking about my relationships is what are your models, as you were saying before. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like my parents, they're still together. They've been together for my entire life, plus more. And that's what I see as a good relationship. And that's the kind of relationship I want to be in at one point. And... I try to model my relationships after that, but what if I'm with somebody that doesn't necessarily want that or doesn't necessarily see that or know that, you know, then... Yeah, exactly. Then you're... And it's hard to have that conversation because, of course, you probably don't want to lose the person you're with, especially when you want to be honest, you know? Mm -hmm. You don't want to be punished for being honest. Like, hey, this is what I want. And then the other person's like, ugh, <laughs> no. Yeah, and it's it's up to that person who who wants a deeper connection or wants that type of relations to really like be as authentic and as honest as possible. But people aren't honest and authentic because we live in social media world where everything is like all the good stuff and 
how authentic is that? You it's know not. what I mean? I mean, you're putting your best foot forward. It's like a resume, really. Yeah. And you're not talking about any of the struggles in your in your life. And it sucks because it goes to like the pressure and the ideal of what a relationship is, and it's like people, you know, succumb to that idea and then like have all these expectations, and then when they're finally dating someone, this person, other person, probably doesn't might not value the same thing, and then they can't reach those expectations, and then people are like, buy or ghost them, or mm-hmm. you know, or cancel them or something, exactly, without even trying, or you know, figuring maybe the expectation you originally had is not really realistic, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to decide whether or not you're willing to stay in that relationship with your unrealistic expectations or not. I mean, you have to go in understanding, hey, like this is what I say, and it sounds morbid, but there's only two ways a relationship can end. I've heard this before. (laughs) Either you break up or someone dies. (laughs) So those are the only ways your relationship is going to end. So, I mean, if you break up, it's great someone didn't pass away, you know? But at the end of the day, it's going to end somehow. You know, it's falling in love. (laughs) What happens when you hit the ground? Exactly. You know? So you really got to think about, hey, I'm in this and I'm giving my time. The most valuable thing that you have. So how do you want to spend that time? Mm -hmm. Do you want to spend it pretending to be somebody else? Do you want to spend it trying to be somebody else for that other person? Or would you rather spend it being like, hey, this is who I am and this this is what I want. Are you able to compromise? Are you able to come this way? Because, I mean, we were reading something about somebody asking for dating advice earlier, Mm -hmm. and basically she just hadn't said what she felt. Yeah. I mean, she had some honest concerns, which Mm -hmm. sounded reasonable, but if she never tells him, how is he ever going to change? Yeah, and we're going to go into that. We have, like, a little segment coming up called Just a Tip where we're going to read some stuff on Reddit because there's a subreddit that's Ask... It's like an advice column relationship for relationship advice. There you yeah. go, that one. <laughs> and so we were going through that, and I got stuck in like a <laughs> wormhole just reading all those. I'm like, God damn, these people have like are really putting it out there. But it's so interesting to read, especially with what I want to become. So it's like, huh, interesting. But yeah, so going back to that, we'll go back to mm-hmm. all that. I think the situation you're talking about is actually what I like brought up Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) and so you were you know we were talking about that and i i think when you were talking about you know people not really saying what they want in a relationship i think a lot of people love the idea of being in a relationship but they don't really know why they want it or Mm -hmm. you know there's i don't know like they're lonely yeah they're lonely and like their motives are are, of course like it's fine you know if you want to have someone because you're lonely that's totally cool but Mm -hmm. Also, do it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Not that shouldn't be the main reason. No, you know what I mean. But yeah, so I feel like people love the idea of being in a relationship, but they don't really know what they want, or they forget why they want it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people just want it to flex on the gram, or yeah, or sometimes know. they um, they want it for scandalous or erroneous or poor bad ways. Like <laughs> erroneous. Sorry, um, you know. Well, I mean, some people want, you know, just want the physical stuff, which is fine if you're communicating that. But I feel like people are like, oh, I want the physical stuff, but I can't let them know because then they're not going to want yeah, me to, you exactly. Know. And that's totally cool. We live in a society. It's like all like sex centered, basically. Mm-hmm. And we have apps that are known to be just hookup apps mm-hmm. and stuff like that. 
that's totally cool to each his own. But if you're not communicating that to another person and this other person really thinks there is a chance into a relationship, then that's where there's the problem. Yeah. And that's why people get so jaded about relationships. Exactly. And then you just ruin the person for the next person. And then it's like, you know, everybody's going into relationships with whatever baggage they have. I mean, you could try to say you have no baggage, but no baggage is baggage. I mean, there's always something, you know? (laughs) That's true, though. It's funny because that was one of my points, too. Like, people have baggage. People even have past traumas that not necessarily is related to relationships per se but it's past things that they haven't processed or not aware of and mm-hmm. so like let's say you know your your partner does something and it triggers something in you or like reminds you of something and you become reactive and yeah. you start lashing out on your partner because of that whatever it is exactly and it's like it's not your partner it's something that you've gone through and you haven't processed or you have aren't aware of and so that ruins a relationship for sure. Very much so. Like reacting and not responding, reacting with emotions and not really responding. Oh yeah, I and mean, we're all emotional beings. Um, but and and you know what? Conflict resolution is important in relationships. I mean, I'm not saying to fight, but I mean you got to figure out a way to say what you feel and think in a safe way and communicate that to your partner. Because, I mean, if they're your partner, they're your partner. That's the person that you talk to all the time, supposedly, you see all the time, you care about, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And it's important that they understand what's 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 uh, making you so upset or what's what upsets you you mm-hmm. know or you know a classic guy thing to say i'm not a mind reader you know <laughs> what i mean like you no but it's true up. nobody's a mind reader mm-hmm. you know and i feel like you know another reason why relationships don't work in our age group is because people assume that people are mind readers mm-hmm. they're not direct people you know, ex- make ex- assumptions or even do the whole, you should know me by now. You should know this, this is a- not yeah. really. Nope. <laughs> nope. I not always really. tell Krista, like, I'm dumb. Like, I will not catch a hint. I need you. If you want me to send me to the store to get something, send me a picture of it because I will get it wrong every time. <laughs> so just lay it out there, explain it to me like I'm five. And then we'll be cool. You know, it's funny, though. That's the one thing I've learned to being with you is I really need to be more, like, direct with you. Like, like when I asked you, can you go buy me something? <laughs> I literally sent you a picture yeah. so that you know exactly what I want. I mean, there's, there's a difference, I, I've always said, between being rude and being direct. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people sometimes don't see the difference. And I would caution patience so that you can understand... Are they being rude or are they being direct? Mm Because sometimes people are just trying to be direct and to the point, and it seems or sounds rude, but it's like, no, just this. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds rude, but I also think that's that's what people become defensive over. Like, oh, you're coming at me like that? Like, oh, hell no, don't come at me like that or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's not really being rude if you're being honest and you're just being like, this is what I want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. But people don't want to put the effort. I feel like like people think that they're going to find the one. Mm-hmm. And the one or whatever or the perfect person for you, your prince charming or mm-hmm. your princess or whatever, is it's going to be, everything's going to be lalas and unicorns. It doesn't and- work like that. I mean, there is that honeymoon <laughs> phase, but... I was reading something on the internet and this person was talking to an elderly person who had a long relationship 
and they said, um, "What is this? What is the key to your success? Like, how do you how do you have such a long marriage or whatever?" And they said, "A relationship is like a house. When a light goes out, you don't just go buy a new house. You mm-hmm. fix the light." Exactly. So in relationships, if there's a problem and it's not too big of a problem, then you could try to fix the problem and come to an understanding, and then there you have a fix to your problematic relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. nobody's perfect, and nobody's going to be no perfect. No relationship is no perfect. No relationship's perfect. You're not perfect. <laughs> We're all fallible, fallible. We're all just trying to figure it out, doing our best. Exactly. And what you need to do is you need to always try to have patience with your partner and understand, hey, they probably didn't mean to hurt me. Yeah. And I think it's easier to put that effort in and and repair anything that happens in a relationship when you already build that foundation. Because sometimes I think people try to repair, but they don't have that foundation of trust and, you know, safety and security. And then it just becomes like a cycle of the same problems over and over again. Yeah. And it just becomes toxic. And it's like, no, first build that foundation and then, you know, when you do have arguments or obstacles in your relationships, make that effort to repair. But then again, it goes back, like, do you really want to be in a relationship? Yeah. Because if you don't really want to be in it, you're not going to even put the effort in. Exactly. I mean, what, who, nobody will put effort into things that they don't want. You know yeah. what I mean? What you put effort into is what you put time into. And like I said, time is the most valuable thing that you have. Mm-hmm. So... Make good use of it. Spend it wisely. Exactly. I totally agree. But, you know, like I said before, people don't don't want to put that effort. And it's funny, in my internship or my practicum, one of my supervisors said something that was is so cool and I thought was so insightful. And he was telling us that he tells parents to, you know, it's okay to have, like, certain fights around your children. Because I work in my practicum with children and teens. And... So he was telling us about family, and he was saying, you know, I encourage parents to fight in front of their kids, you know, as long as it's appropriate, but also show them how to repair it. So don't leave the fight just as a fight. Mm -hmm. Show them, like, no, you can repair something in a relationship. You can repair a fight, and it's really important to repair the fight or the problems are going to perpetuate throughout the whole relationship. Exactly. I feel like I've seen that a lot with a lot of Definitely. people. Definitely. It's going to snowball. you got to get that conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. And also with going with that, too, just having like clear boundaries. I feel like people our age group don't really understand how to have clear boundaries, but how are you going to have that unless you have not clear boundaries, if that makes sense? No, I totally get that. Yeah, you have to find where the boundary is. Mm-hmm. Where is the out-of-bounds line so I can know not to step out? Sorry, basketball metaphors. <laughs> Gotta have them. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that a lot of people in our age group don't know yet how to be in relationships or haven't had that experience. And so sometimes that makes it a little bit harder. And I feel like with apps like Tinder, Bumble, Grinder, and stuff like that, there's so many options. And I feel like the intention to have good relationships, good quality relationships is there, but they just don't know how to go about it. And it doesn't mean, just because you don't know how, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. You should exactly. try. It's all the exactly. more reason to try to learn, you know what I mean? You're not failing, you're learning every time. And, you know, one thing that uh, I, I see a lot of movies is like that unrequited love, you know what I mean? Oh, Where yeah. somebody likes somebody but the other person doesn't like them. Or and, just playing games. Or like playing that. games, you know? 
But you got to think about it like it's it's hard to be rational with it when it comes to emotions. That's, that's so like, true. It's like In relationships, I feel like that's like the biggest thing is people's emotions just get so caught up. And I feel like we live in a society where everyone's competing to see who cares less. Oh, or yeah. Or who doesn't give a fuck. Question. Yes. How long do you wait to text the person after <laughs> you get a number? I think you should, there shouldn't be like a rule. That's so dumb, in my I opinion. Agree. I feel like if you really, I feel like that just, that just, you are just self that. So you see this root canal. <laughs> Self-sabotaging yourself when you have those type of rules. It's like, no, just like text. Like, it's fine. I agree. I have heard, oh, we've got to wait three days. Why are you waiting? Somebody else could have slid in, slid in her DMs in that three days that she waited. Text her as soon as you get that number. Also, I used to be afraid, oh, I can't send a double text. Like, you know, <laughs> if I send a double text, then I'm looking too thirsty. It's like, why is it thirsty. so bad to share that you want somebody, that you want to It's like court I said, somebody? that's just like, that's just like the, the climate we're in when it comes to dating. It's like hate people it. love to ghost each other and... And, like, not be accountable for how they treat or hurt people. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, they have these weird rules. It's like, dude, if you just like her, then tell her. Like, there isn't a rule book to dating. And girls also, women, you can approach men. I mean. True, true. We are super oblivious. I never know when or if a woman is hitting on me. I will sit there like, oh, she was very nice. <laughs> and then I'll get someone like, oh, no, dude, like, you're dumb. <laughs> but you, you really got to put yourself out there and go get what you want. Like, you wouldn't be in a store, want a snack, and then wait for the snack to come to you. So if you see a girl or a guy who looks like a snack, go get them. Metaphors. <laughs> I feel like you. All, I, I feel like I'm just like saying different things, and you're just giving metaphors. Is great. <laughs> you're just giving. <laughs> I'm just saying, go get that snack. <laughs> oh my gosh! Speaking of snack, okay. <laughs> I feel like also it's so much easier. I don't know how snack goes in this, but I just th- <laughs> thought of like different snacks, quote unquote snacks. If you guys know what that means. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like cheating and just like infidelity in general is so easy nowadays. And mm-hmm. that goes back to people not having clear boundaries. And so people are like, oh, that wasn't really cheating. Or I was just, you know, liking a girl's whatever mm-hmm. multiple times. Not saying that you can't like people's stuff, but if there's like a, a very, if you're really pushing that trend. boundary, yeah. <laughs> then there's an issue. And I feel like people, because those boundaries aren't clear, people don't want to speak up. Yeah, I also think that with our day and age, um, a lot of people aren't necessarily down with monogamy. Which is fine. Totally fine. As long as you're saying that to that other person you're not being monogamous with. Yeah, especially because of, you know what I mean, be safe, wrap it up. Um, (laughs) PSA. Yeah, real quick. But I mean, it's just, I I think I see... um, I see a lot of people's uh, desires, just, people just go to their desires. Like you said, the, this day and age, you know, everybody wants things immediately. So it's, it, it's so often that people don't show any restraint. 
mm-hmm. or don't feel like they need to or should. Which I think it's fine, but you have to keep in mind, like I said before, with like ghosting and stuff, people aren't being held accountable. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're hurting someone else, then that's not okay. You could, it's a, it's a free world. You could do whatever you want. You could be in a real open relationship. More power to you if you have that confidence in you to be in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. But if the other person you're in an open relationship doesn't know that you're in an open <laughs> relationship, then that could be very detrimental to that person. Yeah. And that could be heartbreaking because if that person is putting 100% and they're not getting it back, it's, it's kind of like abuse. Yeah. I mean, you got to be empathetic. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I see so many dudes like, oh, yeah, I was cheating on my girl, but if she ever cheated on me, I'll leave, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, <laughs> it's the so, same thing. So it's horrible. like you, you can't handle the mirror that's being put up to you right now. For real. I know. People feel so entitled nowadays about Ugh, certain things. Entitlement. And I think that's, you know, everything that we've talked about, that's why people feel so jaded about dating. Mm-hmm. And that's that's, I feel like that's normal. And I feel like... You just have to keep trying and, you know, we could reframe all the challenges you have with dating to being like, hey, that was not a great experience, but Mm -hmm. I'm learning what more of what I want in an actual relationship. And you're kind of just like weeding out and like trying to figure out who you are, basically, Mm -hmm. and what you want. Mm -hmm. And I feel like once you really have that confidence in what your idea of a relationship is, what you want. Well, you know, realistically, you are able to move on faster from all these dating, you know, mishaps and stuff. Yeah, the situationships, as you call them. (laughs) Situationships. So, situationships. I feel like there should be a whole podcast just on situationships. Maybe we can do that. I have a lot to say about that one. (laughs) Let us know on the IG or in the Yeah, let us know even your, like, you could be yours or your quote-unquote friend's. Yeah, and then um, let us know if you're willing to let us talk about whatever you send us. You know, maybe we'll talk about some listener stories. and Yeah, and know. we'll also keep you anonymous if you want to be. Exactly. I just think we are in the day and age of situationships because people don't want to commit. Nope. <laughs> people just want to, you know, mess around and stuff. But like I said, that's fine as long as you're letting other people know what mm-hmm. your intentions are and being clear about what you want and what you know what you expect of people and stuff like that exactly but yeah so you know people everyone's going to be guarded Mm -hmm. like people go through everyone's going through something and so of course naturally people are going to feel guarded and defensive and who they let in but you kind of need to let people in to experience something that might be great and that's hard for people and like going to that metaphor of like you're guarded, your walls are up, but literally putting those walls down or letting somebody in, it can change everything, and it makes mm-hmm. a big difference. But you have to make that decision to even do that. Yeah. And I feel like so many people are like, I don't give a F, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I feel some like people... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I, sorry. I feel like that's all I see a lot on yeah. like our timelines and stuff like that. Definitely. And, and people like, you know, they don't want to give part of their selves for somebody else. You know, they don't want to, they'll never give up their pride or they'll never give 100% mm-hmm. or they're so afraid of being hurt that they're not willing to take that leap of faith yeah. to see if things will be okay. But that seems totally logical to me. If you've been hurt so many times, of course you're not going to want to be hurt over and over again. But if you really value relationships and like that Harvard study said, 
that relationships are one of the keys to happiness, mm-hmm. then you, you're going to have to learn how to be vulnerable. Yes. And that's really hard, yes. you know? And so, like, I, I always think to be able to connect some, with someone or have a healthy relationship, you do have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And vulnerability breeds intimacy. Yes, you said that to me. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> uh, I actually have, if you guys want to listen to more about vulnerability and shame and doubt, Brene Brown is a great author and also a licensed social worker as well. She also has one of the most famous TED Talks on vulnerability. Oh, wow. So if you guys want to check that out, she's really what, you know, introduced me into that concept and really like put it in my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, yeah, so I think a vulnerability in a relationship means that you could be, like, 100% of who you are. And in a, in a way, you're letting your guard down. Yeah. And through that, I think you could grow with someone. Definitely. And you could create, like, that relationship that you've been longing for. Definitely. But, yeah, so that goes also with being authentic. Mm-hmm. I think that is super important in dating and being in a relationship because who why do you want to put up a facade even though we're so prone to putting up a facade in social media and stuff like but that's not going to serve you anything when you're dating like you know um people always say be yourself be yourself and then people are worried oh i can't be myself blah blah blah. i'm not cool or whatever like nobody wants to date somebody who's being fake you know <laughs> like who are you gonna be today Plus you're <laughs> like, just wasting the other person's time you're wasting their time you're your wasting your time. own time i mean being genuine and being authentic means kind of knowing yourself and just being like okay this is me this is who i'm gonna and be being honest right away exactly i mean let, let them know your what you like and what you don't like Especially in more adventurous places, <laughs> let them know what you like and what you don't like because that can make things better. And if you don't let them know, it can make it worse. And you'll you save don't. more time, and you'll save a lot of of heartbreak. And some people aren't comfortable with being honest; they haven't figured that out yet. So, don't be surprised if people are very like, "Oh, okay, you're being honest," and like want to run away because I think that scares. I think intimacy and commitment in general, or relationships in general, scare people away, Definitely. even though they say they want a relationship. Um, <laughs> but that goes back to everything that we've been well, talking about. I think a lot, a lot of it is like. People think that once they're in a relationship, they lose freedoms. You know, the yeah. old ball and chain. Yeah. You know, like, I don't see it that way. But if you see that, if you feel like a relationship takes away your freedom, you need to think about what freedoms it is, that there are that you want, that you want to keep, and figure out a way to... You could probably integrate those into your relationship to make it a relationship that would work for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be restrictive. That sounds like a lot of relationships that people are in right now. They yeah. feel so restrictive and trapped. Yeah, trapped and stuck and limited. And you shouldn't feel that way. You no. should feel the opposite. You should feel like you have the freedom of doing more things. And mm-hmm. one of my supervisors at my practicum said that you have to be dependent to be independent, meaning that you can't just do it all on your own. People aren't self-made. When people say they're self-made, I'm like, bullshit. Exactly. (laughs) Because you have a village behind you. Whether you like it or not, you have your support system. You have your relationships. And 
those are gonna those are gonna be the key things in your life that will push you through all the obstacles you go through. And so, you know, some people when they say self made, I'm not really a big believer about that. Well, I mean, and also like we live in a society where we've decided that being in a group makes it easier for the individual. So there is no way any individual is out there living and being like, I did this all on my own because like down to the food that you eat, yeah. you had help. Exactly. Somebody prepared it, somebody processed it, grew, grew it. You know, okay, you could be growing your own food. Okay, well then, did you make your house too? <laughs> I mean, did you make your car? Exactly. Like there's yeah. so many things that And came it's okay into it. to ask for help. Oh, yeah. I think people have this pride or ego thing like, no, I'm not I'm gonna do it by myself. I'm gonna do this all on my own. It's only me, myself, and I. And certain certain things, yeah, sometimes you are on your own. But also, it's okay to ask for help. There's no way you're going to know everything all the time. And exactly. when you ask for help, you learn more. And then for the next time, maybe you don't need to ask for help. And But there's always something to ask for help. And nobody's giving out gold stars to people who do everything by themselves. Exactly. Like, no one's like, oh, I did it all by myself. It's like, okay. And then someone says, I did it all with some help. Okay, too. As long as it's you the same get, result. Yeah, it's the same result. You get into the finish line. Yeah. If you have help or if you get there alone, you got to the finish line. And the end result is the same. And that's what you're left with. So yeah. I've had a hard time asking for help, I think, for a long time. But that's just a product of what I've been through and like feeling like I need to do everything on my own. Mm-hmm. But when I let go of that and started to ask for help, so much better. Mm-hmm. I feel like I asked for help too much. No. <laughs> well, I, I, I also feel like, like really, it's in my career that I ask for help now more because for a long time I felt like, oh, I should know and all blah, blah, blah. But like when people see that you're trying to better yourself, they're always happy to help, you know, especially mm-hmm. if they can or if they're your boss or whatever. It's like, oh, they, they want to do a better job. That's great. Let me, let me see what I can do to help them. And they appreciate that. And they appreciate that you know you don't know everything because people who walk around thinking that they know, to know everything. everything. I know, but people How that walk around... How boring would that be to know everything? Like, oh, okay. No, you won't have any interesting conversations. Nope. You're not going to... Being curious is, I think, one of the most exciting things and, like, the best quality you could have. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to know everything. <laughs> no, I, I want to know a lot, but not necessarily everything. Yeah. I love to learn, so I, I'm so up to always learning. Mm-hmm. That's all, you know? Mm-hmm. So we've discussed, you know, everything previously about how, you know, basically dating is stressful. Yes. And the key that I think that we both touched upon is that you have to just stay true to yourself hold on to yourself, be authentic. What are other things do you think are important to having a healthy relationship? I think it is important to know, and I learned this in one of my classes, and I phrased it this way, that suffering is universal and happiness is not homeostasis. Meaning everybody is going to go through highs and lows. There's going to be happiness and sadness, but it doesn't, it, it, that's how life is. It, that's what life is involved with. You're going to have happy times and sadder times. There's not going to be anywhere where it's always going to be happy. And it's not natural for everything to be happy. I think that it's not documented enough well um, today in today's society, especially with our best foot forward social media presence. 
where, you know, people show that sometimes, you know, sometimes you are depressed or sometimes you're really happy or sometimes you're angry. I mean, you're going to feel these feelings in this relationship. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you have a bad relationship, but it's 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 gonna happen. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be perfect. And but of I course, feel like everyone nowadays just strives for that perfection, and you lose a lot when you strive for that perfection. Instead of being present and being like, you know what, this is what I have right now, and sometimes it can't always be perfect. One of my professors says, "Perfection is the enemy of good." Mm. So, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, try to just, you know, do your best and communicate and understand, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so hard to understand because, I mean, you could communicate all day and you can listen and be like, okay, I communicated, but we're still fighting and we're angry. Yelling well, is communicating. Exactly. Calling each other names is communicating. You got to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Yeah. You have to have that empathy. And exactly. I think a lot of people, with how everything is, it's hard to have empathy. People are losing mm-hmm. it. People are doing the whole me, myself, and I, like, F everyone. I could care less and competing against that. And that's not healthy. It is not. <laughs> In my opinion. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I, I totally agree. And I, I love that you touched on that communication. And I think I'm going to touch on more of, like, your knowing yourself. That's so cliche and very Drake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Really, understand. you don't need to fully know yourself. I think a lot of people use that sometimes as an, as an excuse to not fully be in a relationship. But knowing enough so that you could be confident and you could be as genuine and also just, you know, being yourself, like we said before. And so when I say know yourself, I mean understanding your past, understanding who you are, your goals, your values, understanding your fears, and just like really looking inward on what you've been through, your story, which is basically what we're trying to promote and always love yours, mm-hmm. like owning your story. Because when you are just oblivious to what you've been through, you kind of just going through it, you're going to bring everything that you've gone through into another relationship and you're going to attract those types of relationships. Yep. It'll carry over into all aspects of your life. And it'll ruin your next relationship because mm-hmm. you're just hung up on the past stuff. Exactly. So, like, when you're clear about what you want, you're able to feel confident, and then that will essentially carry over to your dating life and your relationships, and you could start to attract those type of connections. And you don't feel like you need to force anything because I feel like people are feeling so pressured to be in relationships Mm -hmm. that once they have, like, some type of interest from a a partner, Mm -hmm. they try to do everything to please them and make it work, and they force a connection when you can't do that. No, you can't. At least one that's natural and long-lasting. Exactly. But I think it is important. I was just thinking about this. I think that it is very important to show appreciation. Mm-hmm. When your partner does something that That's you like, one. you got to tell them. Or, like, you know, small gifts really mean something. Um, in my field of behavior analysis, we talk about reinforcement. Um, and uh, Skinner, in one of his books, uh, Walden, too, said, What is love except for another name for the use of positive reinforcement? Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Explain in layman's terms. Okay. Please. So. When somebody behaves in a way that you like, you should provide them with something that they like. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in a sense of like, you know, guy comes home, brings flowers. Girl says, oh, thank you. That's really sweet. I love them. Kiss. Boom. 
positive reinforcement if they like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Small gestures that show that you appreciate what the other person has done for you can go so far and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Like little good morning texts or like, hey, I was thinking about you. Do you want something to eat? Yeah, do you want something to eat? Like I was out, you know, I was like, I'm out, I'm about to get some. Do you want some too? You know what I mean? Those little things mean so much and they build. Mm-hmm. And that builds that foundation of love for the other person, you know? Can I go an MFT perspective Please do. When you're talking about gifts or doing little things like that, it reminds me of the Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. It's a book that talks about a way of showing how you feel loved and appreciated and I, I made you take a test online. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, I think I do. I do remember, but I don't know which love languages I am. Oh, my gosh. You forgot already? Sorry. <laughs> so basically, the like I said before, the love languages describes the way that we feel loved and appreciated. And depending on our personality, we might feel loved differently. Mm-hmm. So not everyone's going to want a gift. I've learned that, true. you know, and that's true. Some people don't want gifts. Mm-hmm. Some people don't care for you know you telling them hey you're awesome yeah um some people just want time some people just Mm -hmm. want that touchy you know love type of thing and so the five love languages see i can't talk with this (laughs) mouth (laughs) but the five love languages if you are in a relationship or even this applies to friendships as well if you really want to read up on it it's a great book and Basically, it takes out the guesswork of your partner's expectations and needs. And so there's five love languages, the word of affirmation, access service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physically physical touch. And so each one of us, based on our personality and based on our experiences, this can change. Mm-hmm. This will change throughout your whole life, okay. depending on maybe like the deficiencies that you haven't been receiving mm-hmm. or... You know, just what sometimes your values change or, you know, you value things more than others as you grow older. Mm-hmm. And so when you learn, there's also a test online, by the way, you should, you guys should Google it. And so when you learn what your partner's love language is, like the primary one, then you could understand how you could present to them love, the love that they, you know, are more... I don't know how to explain it, but the love that, that they like more, that they, that they want like more. more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm and like, I, I would, um, my scientific mind, I'm <laughs> like, you know, you could tell if it's working, if you can see that they're happier in the relationship, if they're um, providing you with whatever your language is more, mm-hmm. and you're happier in the relationship. I mean, test it out. I mean, I would, I would say that it can't hurt to try to find out more about your partner exactly and the little test online you could go for relationships and friendships and your relationships uh love languages is very different from your friendship love languages Hmm. so you could take both tests and see like how that is and basically when you learn your partner's primary love language it'll help you create a stronger bond with your partner. And I've actually heard this from a lot of my friends and colleagues that this actually has helped a lot in their own relationships. Mm. And I feel like it has helped in our relationships, in mine and Jared's mm-hmm. relationships too, because I, he doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but both of our top 
love language is word of affirmations. So me and him, I'm always, you know, sending him texts like thank you or I sending him stuff like I appreciate you a lot and words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because I know that, I make that as a priority and I think that it benefits both of us. I agree. I mean, I also, you know, I think that I do say a lot of things that are <laughs> loving, um, but I also like, I like to write rhymes and poetry and stuff and I'll send you a little something here and there. Or yeah. I'm working on a song a little or bit. Or like when you even tell me like, hey, I'm listening to the song, This the lyrics remind me of you. Oh yeah, check that it out. That is like, mm-hmm. like hard eyes. <laughs> Just put a gift that's like yeah. hard eyes. Or like those wholesome memes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or yep. like when you tag them in like these corny ass like <laughs> memes on Instagram. Yeah. That's all lovey-dovey and stuff. And and that's something that I really appreciate. And like he does little things here and there. Like before, even though I, I see him in the morning or whatever, he'll be like, hey, after I see him, he's like, hey, have a great day. You know, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that means a lot. That's like a great start to my day. Some people don't like that, though. Yeah. Some people like acts of service. So some people like when you do stuff for them and, you know, hey, like, uh, do you need me to help you clean? Because I know you're working and you're busy Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, let me help you clean dishes real quick or something. Mm -hmm. Or let me help you do that errand for you. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's acts of service. And then there's receiving gifts. So that could be, and that's, you know. Flowers. Flowers, you know. Like gifts that's I, I have nothing to say about that because I don't that's not in any of my top at all that's like the last one for me because I don't care really girls if, if we look at what uh, game system your man has if he plays video games give him a little, like <laughs> five ten bucks towards his game system he'd love it he'd really appreciate that and then the fourth one is quality time. This is, I think, mine and yours, one of our top threes. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really uh, cherish quality time for sure. Samesies. I think that's more um, valuable than gifts or any of these. And then the yep. last one is physical touch, which is, you know, hugging, cuddling, kissing, holding, holding hands. hands. Some people don't like that. A lot yeah. of people don't like PDA or stuff like that. Yeah. So. You know, those are the different five love languages. So if you're in a relationship or even with your friendships, if you kind of want to see what your love languages are, you should definitely check out the website. Just Google the five love languages. It's pretty a popular book, especially in the marriage and family field. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So check that out. It's really cool. I like it. So, yeah. What else? Well, we've got a few segments um, that are not relationship related. <laughs> Except, for one. Okay. Except for okay. one. Except for one. Do you want to go with the relationship related one Yeah, first? we'll do okay. the re- relationship related one. So um, I was on Reddit on my phone. Let me pull it up because I accidentally... And if you guys don't know, Reddit is what they call the front page of the internet. It's a really awesome site or you can use the app. And it's got a whole bunch of like subsections or sub blogs called subreddits where you can find a lot of interesting things. There's they've got like all they say R slash so R slash all which is just like cute animals A W W. They've got you know um, world news. They've got all types of stuff. So I w- if I were to you, I'd go check it out. I think we're gonna make a Reddit for this podcast just so we can have some more uh, interaction with our uh, fan base and. I use it all the time, every day. I go to you're black always people. on it. Too. Yeah, I go to black people Twitter because that is hilarious. I need that in my life. Um, 
But it's just a really great source for memes and all sorts of stuff that you can just zone out to. Like I said, what else do you look on at, on Reddit? Um, I look at uh, relationship advice. I look at NBA memes, NBA, NBA streams. Memes. There's NBA memes on there. Yeah, there are. Um, there's everything on there. I mean, it's, they call it the front page of the internet for for a reason. But I always use it um, just when I'm very on board or whenever I want to see what's going on because they also, like I said, have very interesting news articles. Um, so that's what I would recommend. Okay, I found it. So this segment we're going to call is Just a Tip. So just the tip. <laughs> so any tips or advice or anything. And hopefully our goal is to get people to send in certain uh, experiences or situations, not necessarily relationship. It could be work-related or Whatever. something like that. And we could give our perspectives on it. Mm-hmm. And I found one on Reddit, and it said, the, the title is Girlfriend Going on a Trip with Male Friend Alone. Oof. So I'm going to read it, and then we're going to give our little two cents or even tips <laughs> <laughs> or advice to this person. Okay. And these are all anonymous. I don't think anyone What's the username? Is. You could see the... It's in blue. Um, send pale, what? Something sheets. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> so, like I said, the title is "Girlfriend Going on a Trip with a Male Friend Alone." So it says, "Hi all. Recently, my girlfriend and I argued about her going on a trip alone with her male friend. Red flag right there. She <laughs> agreed to not go, and a few weeks later, he asked her to go to New York instead." She then proceeds to ask me for my opinion, and I had told her that we fought about this already, and I felt the, w- the same way as before. A couple days ago, she told me she bought the, air- the airplane tickets and rented the Airbnb already. I felt betrayed and ended things with her. Am I an asshole? What should I do? First, I'm glad you ended things with her. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too direct? <laughs> no, that's direct. But that's fine. I feel like that there were so many red flags there already. She's going on a trip alone with her male friend. Is that ever acceptable, do you think? Well, I mean, I think that it can be acceptable. I mean, I don't think that you have to stop being friends with somebody just because they're of a different gender or a gender that that person is attracted to. Mm-hmm. Let's say it like that. I agree uh, that about that, too. Like, you don't necessarily just because... You're in a relationship. You have to cut ties with all your guy friends or mm-hmm. girlfriends or whatever. But um, he, the way he said it is, it seemed like he was uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And he let it be known, like, hey, I'm uncomfortable with this. Mm-hmm. And, if, and, and she kept on trying to make it happen. And the guys kept on trying to make it happen. And maybe there was something going on there that was... Um, That's not said on the exactly. Reddit. <laughs> but... I, I think that it's important to say, hey, these are my boundaries. I am uncomfortable with this. And if you can't get with it, if you can't accept that, then we need to make different arrangements. Because you know what? You don't have to stay in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And if the person doesn't, if, if you guys, it seems like they both weren't on the same page. They were not on the same page. Exactly. That's what I was, what I was going to say. Go for <laughs> and it. it just like, I think you don't have to cut ties with your male friends or, or your female friends if you're in a relationship, but I don't think there's any reason why you should be going alone on a trip with just one person that's not your significant other. other, uh, other. Um, maybe if it's like 
I don't know. I think that's just weird. I've got so many questions. Like, first of all, what are the sleeping arrangements I like? I know. Like, like, it's weird. You guys are going to get on the plane together, and then you guys are just going to go everywhere together. So you guys are basically going to go on a romantic yeah, getaway vacation. Yeah, a little getaway. Without With your, the Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, without your significant other, like... And she, he wasn't even invited. Yeah. She didn't, She was like, I'm going with him by mm-hmm. myself. Exactly. And I it, would feel some type of way too. I'd be right? like, dang, like, is this okay? Like, yeah. what's what's going on here, you know? Yeah, and it's it seems like she already made up her mind. And oh, she yeah, didn't definitely. Even, she like, bought the tickets. She, she made up t- her mind. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm just telling you that this is happening. Like, that's... <sighs> that's a lot. I think yeah. that, that's too much. And and you could be as opening and opening. I mean, open and understanding. But I don't think that's that's not okay in my opinion. And you shouldn't feel like an asshole for ending it when it's like, hey, I've told you if I, I have a problem with this, and you continue to have it come. And up. And it seems like through the little vignette that like sh- he did tell her already because he mm-hmm. she even like asked her him again. And he was like, we already talked about this. He clearly said that. We yeah. already talked about this. We already had a f- fight about this. But maybe he should have been more direct and be like, no, I don't want you to. Usually in these things, it tells you the age. Does it tell you the age? No, of the- it doesn't tell okay. the age in this one. Okay. But yeah, usually it does tell the age. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I just, ugh, it, it just, like, it just yeah. rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> and I think that she and him were going to be rubbing in the wrong way as well. Because... <laughs> <laughs> like I, I really am having a tough time understanding. Like I'm trying to be, be like devil's advocate, but I, I really don't see like how that's okay. Especially if you're not like, hey, do you all of us want to go? That'll be cool. That'll yeah. be more appropriate, yeah. right? But I think you feel just the way that you should be feeling. Mm-hmm. You, you said betrayed and that you ended things, which I think is the best thing that you should do for yourself. And, you know, when you ask, am I an asshole? No, you're, no. you're standing, standing, staying true to yourself. You're not an asshole. And you gotta She's pro- an asshole. Yeah, you got to protect yourself, too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You can't be um, just going out there and trying to please everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then at the end of the day, you're going to be unhappy. And it seems just by this little vignette that she put more of... I mean, she was not putting the same effort that he was. He no. was putting most of the effort because she didn't. She didn't look like she cared. No, because he was like she. <laughs> she already bought the tickets, rented the Airbnb. She did not care. Yeah, she was going, yeah. and she his opinion or desires didn't matter. Yeah, which is another red flag. You know what I mean? If what you care about doesn't matter to the other person, then, I mean, that sucks. But think about, like, hey, maybe this is not the person that I should be with, you yeah. know? Because, I mean, if they don't care about what you care about, how much can they really care about you? Yeah, and it kind of is not respectful. Like, nope. he said already, I don't want you to. And mm-hmm. it wasn't a irrational request. It was nope. actually a pretty rational and pretty, like, normal for someone to say, please don't go alone on mm-hmm. this romantic getaway. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then the last question is, what should I do? So, this is uh, just a tips, advice uh, segment that we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think he should do? Oh, he needs to d- wipe his hands clean <laughs> of that relationship and move the heck on. I mean, I think that he was good in saying and putting his foot down, gave a chance, 
And then he gave a chance, but then she just went around and did the same thing again. And this time she was going. And it's like, why would you? Why, why are you going to stay there and put yourself through that hell when you already don't want to, you know, go through that? I mean, clearly this person doesn't care about what is important to you or what you are concerned about. So, I mean, the best thing for you to do is remove yourself from the situation and let them have each other. <laughs> well, now you can go on the vacation, girl. <laughs> Uh, isn't that so great? And you could go on a vacation too. Whenever, yeah, Wherever, exactly. With someone else. Exactly. <laughs> someone, someone else. <laughs> exactly. Someone that wants to be with you. What do you say? I think that y- you shouldn't think that you're an asshole. I think that you are justified in your actions and listen to your emotions and your gut and your instinct because obviously you already felt some type of way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't make you an asshole. You know, your feelings are your feelings and you should feel them. Quote. Jared, <laughs> he tells me that all the yeah, time. Yeah, you got to feel your feelings. And I think you should be more positive self-talk if I could go therapy, mm-hmm. um, the therapy route. Don't engage in negative self-talk, like be saying, oh, I'm an asshole or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, everything she did has all to do with her and nothing with you. I was thinking the same thing. It doesn't have anything to do with you, bro. Yeah. like You've done everything you can, and obviously... You guys aren't compatible, and obviously mm-hmm. it wasn't working out, and she, you know, just didn't want to be in the relationship. And this is one of the two ways the relationship can end, <laughs> like I said. And you know what? It, you you might have dodged the bullet there, bro. Yeah, for so. real. For real. <laughs> I don't think that would have been a healthy relationship. No. Not saying that it, it, you won't be able to repair something like that, but it seems like you guys, like Jared said before, are in two different pages. And so with that being said, you know... Time to move on. Exactly. And you move wouldn't want to keep in that relationship and that problem keep happening mm-hmm. and keep persisting. And then all of a sudden you got an incident like friends with Ross and Rachel <laughs> where, you know, you're <laughs> mad about this one dude. So, you know. Yeah. I, d- I think it was the best decision and you, you totally made the best decision. And we're wishing you all the best in your future endeavors and your future relationships. Yeah. Find a better one. Many <laughs> fish in the sea. Go fish. All right. Next segment. Next segment. All right. This one is going to be about what's on the timeline. Ooh, you know, what's that mean? It means like what are people talking about on the Internet? What is popular? Um, going on that people are talking about just to um, kind of bring it to a contemporary what's going on right now in the world type thing. And I don't watch the news. I don't watch CNN, Fox, or none of that. I honestly just watch my YouTube guy and I kind of collect my news (laughs) from the internet. And and, the internet. Yeah, Yeah. because for my news, I don't want your opinion necessarily. (laughs) I want to hear the facts. Give me the facts and I'll form my own opinion. Yeah, exactly. Um, So... What a lot of people have been talking about is today, um, total federal student loan debt has reached $1.4 trillion in the U.S. I'm part of that. Me too. <laughs> me too. And, um, you know, people like Bernie Sanders and um, some other uh, people that are running for president are trying to figure out a way to completely get rid of the debt, mm-hmm. which I would love. How, how do you know how they're trying to get rid of it? That's like, what I was questioning. I'm like, how do you get rid of that debt? Because then that has to go out with some, like, someone's taxes or yeah. part of the funding in the government. Or how does that even happen? That's a great idea. Yeah. Like, being a student, that sounds heavenly. Like, exactly. Like, yes, take my debt away. 
But I also go back to how does that work? How is that going to work? You know, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that would definitely benefit, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. because education is so expensive. It should be free. Yeah. Used to be. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, education is a business now. But I mean, I was just looking at that and I was just like, geez, like somebody like they just showed the number. And somebody looked at the number and they're like, I don't even know how to say that number. Yeah. I don't even know. I can't even compre- comprehend that amount or visualize that oh, amount. Oh, no. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's just so high up. It, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's a big goal to like try to accomplish, I think. Oh, definitely. And I mean, I, I keep on thinking about like that one, um, that one billionaire at uh, Howard University, I believe. He paid oh, yeah. all of the students' uh, loans in his class. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that would be like, I'd probably cry. You know what I mean? I don't cry. But I mean, like, for, for that's such a big deal, you know? Yeah. And, and that seems like a very ambitious, like, plan. Definitely. It would be great if they could execute that, because I think a lot of times it's like people try so hard in their education and try to, you know, just better themselves Mm -hmm. through education and get a better paying job. And then they can't even like employ those skills or, you know, reap what they sowed Mm -hmm. and they're just paying hundreds and hundreds in loans. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't understand how like you graduate from college and you need a college degree for a job, but then you need experience. And it's like, how am I supposed to get experience if I can't get hired? Like, mm-hmm. there's a disconnect. It's like this roundabout circle. And that's why so many people can't find um, jobs in their careers after college. I mean, ask your barista what their degree is in. <laughs> For real, though. Like, Sometimes it's like, it's just there to prove that you're able to make a commitment just to weed out people. Because there's me so many people in the job market if you're just accepting everybody, you know? Everyone that doesn't have a degree or, you know, it just True. narrows down the selection True. of it. But, you know, Bernie Sanders, if you could do it, I'm on board. Same. As long as, you know, Got I don't know. Vote. Do you I, vote, babe? Yeah. Okay, good. Just making sure. Because, <laughs> hey, you should get out there and vote just, just saying Be on my platform. Be aware, though. Exactly. And vote. Because I think people sometimes just vote without looking at the facts or not opinions, look at the facts and then vote. Yeah, I mean, look, just look who's trying to represent you. You know what I mean? These people in this government, we we have some tiny bit of sway, and collectively we supposedly have uh, the way to decide who is where in our democratic elections. You know, I do agree on the whole proposing to have the first two years of community college free. I think that will get a lot of people in the know, door. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times some people can't because it, it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're not motivated to, or there's mm-hmm. no incentive to or anything like yeah. that, or they can't because of family reasons. But if it's free, I feel like pe- more people are going to be more willing to go. I agree. I mean, I think I'm just going to stay in school and defer <laughs> forever. Just get like hella degrees. I know. I, I looked at my loans the other day. I'm like, why did I do that? Exactly. I'm so depressed uh-huh. about it. I saw this one meme. It was like, um, die to get out of your student loans. Yeah. It's, I feel like I constantly go between the battle of like, oh, should I go for my PhD after and be in more debt or... 
you know, I just like I owe so much right now that I'm like, isn't even worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, no, it is worth it because it's something I'm passionate about. And the one thing that no one can take from you is knowledge and your education. Exactly. And so I go back and forth with that all the time. I already know I want to go PhD. <laughs> all right, now I'm ready. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm, the only thing that's holding me back is the money aspect. That's it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine in a world Worse. where you don't have to. But then what would that look like, though? Because if, if would that just be for undergrad or would that also be for graduate school? Or Well, there are countries that are already doing it where really? their college, university, and graduate schools are free. Wow. That's crazy. And it's a model I don't think would be too hard for us to adopt. That's so crazy because I wonder how that would play out. People will be pursuing things that they actually want to pursue. Oh, yeah. When you're motivated to do something and you're passionate about it, you're more likely to succeed at it. Oh, yeah. It could be anything. Exactly. (laughs) That's just what I wanted to bring up today on the timeline. Um, it'll be always be something different. It could be a meme. It could be yeah. It could be whatever. But I mean, funny, but that's a good one. Thanks they, for bringing that. Yeah, up. my pleasure. So yeah, I think we're gonna wrap it up. All right. This has been Jared. This is Krista. And this is the Always, always Love, Love Yours podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Remember to give us five stars. Email us at Always Love Yours podcast and check at our Gmail. Instagram. Check your Instagram. Follow I'm at Blue Lantern 13. I'm at Krista Parker uh, without the A. But I really want the Always Love Yours podcast Instagram to mostly get the follows just so we can interact more. And yeah. Yep. And thank you for everything. Please tune in whenever you can. Have a wonderful day. And remember to always love yours.